I give other, you know, sports and other teams and other organizations credit. But when I see something that was destined for Wisconsin, do you do you like applaud the other franchise or do you say, come on, man, why where were we on this one? I mean, I applaud franchises for thinking of things, but then when it when it involves stuff that seemed like a no brainer, I do think. Dude, what the hell? Why didn't we think of that? We did news of the weird where someone's—I forget what state it was, but it wasn't Wisconsin—offering a beer spa where Correct. you could like have a spa, you could like chill in beer you and can, hops and well, barley, you get facials and hot yeah. tubs and every the. I'm whole... like, how in the hell are we not thinking of that in Wisconsin? <laughs> right. Or there was the uh, the stadium. I think it was—I uh, want to say one of the East Coast teams had that like cheese curds and and hot sausage, and it was like a, it was like everything. That we like in Wisconsin on one of their sandwiches at a, at a pro stadium. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, here would be another example of that. This and look. Oh, by the way, for our Madison audience and even some of our affiliates, if you ever come down the summer, I mean the Madison Mallards. If you've never been to a Madison Mallard game, by the way, we'll have all the games on the right, zone yep, here again right this here. summer. Uh, they have something called the Great Dane Duck Blind, and it's out in right field. And we oftentimes have listener parties. We'll have at least one, probably two, this yep. summer again. Where you go out of the dig, the, the the duck blind, you you get a wristband. Um, it's anywhere from twenty five to forty bucks, depending on what the tier you want. And you basically get a cup, a plastic cup. It's like you're at a college frat party, and you get a, a coupon for f- as much food as you want. And for that twenty five to forty dollars, you can rake as many brats, hamburgers, and beers that you want Your during the desire. game. And it's amazing. You can just truck them, it's, and it's awesome. It's amazing. Seemingly endless. And the L.A. Dodgers are doing the same kind of thing here. They've created a all-you-can-eat-and-drink section uh, right behind right field. You know, we have that little bar in right field out at Miller Park. Yep. In, in the right field, like the short fence there in right field. Well, the Dodgers are putting in padded seats. Uh, they're putting it right behind the wall. You get bar stools, padded bar stool seats. The cost, depending on, again, just like the duck blind, the tier of how much food and how much booze you want, anywhere from 135 to $185. That's pricey, but that's LA. It's major leagues. I get it. My question for you guys, and I want to work this into a poll. We'll come up some tiered prices. How much would you be willing to pay for the same service at Miller Park? Wow. So you got to start it so off. We, I think you go from 135 down. Yeah, totally. Because I'm not going to... That's LA, like you said. 135 bones. <sighs> Well, what's the mail? Mallards is what thirty bucks. We'll say. Yep. Thirty bucks is probably too cheap for a uh, for major league baseball. I think for say, if you said one hundred thirty-five, what if what you, you one hundred fifty and like twenty-five or less? What? Well, twenty-five or less? That's, or seems, that's too se- cheap. Seventy-five fifty. One thirty-five hundred. Seventy-five fifty. All right, let's do that. Um, because so the mean, options look, are starting what one thirty-five, which is yep. what the Dodgers are charging. A hundred bucks, seventy-five bucks, or fifty bucks. How much would you be willing to pay at Miller Park? They're going to hand you a plastic cup, just like when you went to that house party when you were twenty-one, and they're going to hand you a wristband, and they're going to say that's that line over there. If you want a hot dog, you want a brat, you want a tray of cheese curds, go show them your wristband. You want to refill on your Miller Lite? Go up to this bar, bring your plastic cup. They'll refill it. Tell the seventh inning as many times as you want. Um, you can re. Fill your plate of food till the seventh inning as many times as you want. What would you be willing to spend at Miller Park for that service? So here we go. The Dodgers are now offering home run seats. They're front row seats behind the right field wall that have all you can eat and drink starting at 135. How much would you pay for that service at Miller Park? Do you like the verbiage? Correct. All Perfect. Right, it's up. Um, I got to start with our resident eater, uh, Nelson. And you look, I, we I, saw you truck. I witnessed you and your father probably make Mallard's stock go down five to 10% on the NYSE with how much food you guys ate at that party last year. So this is right in your wheelhouse. Uh, how much would you be willing, and you love the Brewers, and I give you credit, you you know a lot of baseball, about baseball. How much would you be willing to spend, you and your boys, to go sit out in right field at Miller Park, you get a wristband and a nice cushion seat, and you can just eat and drink till your heart's content? Man, I'd probably go about 100 bucks. I was thinking just, about that too. Just because, I mean, for the Brewers bus trip that we're going on, in on March twenty eighth, just the tickets alone against the Cubs are fifty five dollars. Wow! And what are we? We're, we're ninety five for the whole thing. Yeah, before yep. tax. That's a hell of a deal. It, it's actually yeah, a pretty get, good price. So we got beer, carbon four. Thank you, carbon four. We got we're gonna grill out 
ahead of time. We got the game ticket. We got the ride, and that's ninety five bucks. Well, and I would you, gladly pay for that. Let's just do some simple addition, Mac Lamar, to 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 put it, you know, to Nelson's term. Okay, so if you're if you went to a if we do this at Miller Park, so if you went to a Cub game, let's just say fifty bucks for the ticket, right? Mm-hmm. Just round it about fifty bucks. Parking, you're not getting out of there for cheaper than twenty bucks, right? Now. Exactly. Okay, one beer is about eight to ten dollars. So let's say two beers. 20 bucks, and let's see if you get a brat and some pop or peanuts. That's, that's about 10. another 10 bucks. So, peanuts. Uh, that's a hundred dollars right there for the game ticket, parking, two beers, a brat. And you didn't even put it in gas. Um, well, A, that's a great deal for us. I'm just thinking for this, you, you would make your money at the hundred dollar price tag, you would already be breaking even if you just had two beers. Yeah, exactly. So really a hundred, I mean a hundred, so that sounds like a lot, right? You're like, damn, a hundred dollars to go to a brewer game. But when you think about what I just put in, put it in there, that's, if you, if, if you vote a hundred dollars in this poll, you're really all you are getting a couple of beers and a couple of brats at the Cubs game anyway. Now, now not everybody goes so, and, and, crush. and that also is a variable because the Cubs game, everything's more expensive. True. If you went on a day game True. against, you know, insert, random bad team like the Padres or something like that, obviously prices are going to go down. So it, it would all depend on the game. But for a Cubs game, that 100 bucks would be a hell of a deal. Totally. And just think of what, if they were to do this at the Brewers, you have convenience as well yeah. for these home run seats. You don't got to wait really in lines, I'd imagine. I will say that. That day we went last summer, and what was it? You, me, and my buddy Randy, and a couple of listeners, we were getting like the, the mixed drinks. Oof, that was a bad which, decision. A, it was a bad part. decision. But B, I waited in that line because oh, there, there was only one bartender. Yeah. And I don't know. Oh, we were margaritas. Some, yeah. some, for some reason, one of us decided it was a good idea to get margaritas. I think that was Randy. In then. the middle of a brewery. Buddy game. Randy. And A, yeah, I spent like $15 on a margarita. It was okay. But I had to wait in line like 40 minutes yeah. and then we to, got get, rot. to get one margarita. Yeah. So you have convenience in these, in these seats. I gotta believe you probably have your own bathroom. I mean, if you're paying right. for that, it'd probably be convenient for that. You probably there. have your own little area. You're right. You probably get trash cans to bang on. <laughs> no, no, you no. Saw a sign coming. You know. Um, <laughs> By the way, I have an update on that. You, your guys aren't gonna believe. Hell yeah. Um, I, yeah, no, I would pay a hundred dollars. These are good is, points. You're I think a hundred dollars is too cheap. I would pay. I would pay a hundred. I bet you I would pay. A hundred and thirty-five. I I could talk myself into paying a hundred thirty-five for all that. Convenience, beer, whatever you want, how much ever you want, you can get loaded, dude. Yeah, and you don't have to worry about keep. How much is a tall beer at Miller Park? Oh, over ten bucks. Yeah, it's twelve stupid. to fourteen probably. You get food there too, all inclusive food. How much is like a well, those Brewers nachos and a helmet? It's probably like twenty bucks, right? Twenty five bucks. I can't remember off the top of my head. I have to look up the price. Yeah, it's, well, you bring up a six zero eight three two one sixteen seventy convenience again. alone. Uh, the Dodgers are offering an all you can eat, all you can drink section, just like the duck blind at the at the Mallards. If we went to Miller, if we went to Brewers and said, "Dude, you guys need to be on this. Have you ever been to, to Warner Park? Hello, uh, what would you be willing to, to to drop at a Brewer game? You get in there, you you you're, you don't have to leave your seats. It's all you can eat, all you can drink. Probably, I would assume, all the seventh inning because that's when they cap it anyway. Uh, how much damage can you do uh, in seven innings at a Brewer game to make it worth your while to spend 50, 75, 100, 135, whatever? I just just the conven- I will pay I will pay extra money just to have convenience and not have to do deal with the masses and and droves of idiots that are in my way like a Cubs series. Think of all the Cubs fans that are just dragging their knuckles in your way. As they're trying to get beer or trying to go to the bathroom. Remember the last year they were giving the Brewers crap because they were saying that the Brewers and Cubs fans were fighting each other? Yeah. Turns out it was just Cubs was fans Cubs, fighting Cubs. Cubs fans. Correct. You don't have to worry about that if you're in this because you're pri- you don't have to worry about those knuckle dragging Cub fans to be in your way. It'd be beautiful. Uh six oh eight, three two one, sixteen seventy. Uh there are you're 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 making a good um you're you're making a good argument on the convenience, is it you know, and making it worth a, a few extra dollars. Uh, Big Joe, welcome to the Joe and Ebo Show. Hey, Nelson still owes me two beers from Stoughton being Utica twice last year. Is that true, Nelson? I just made a payment to Ebo today. Do you owe him his beers? I do not recall that. Nelson, you forget I'm the I'm the voice of the merchants. I got a brand to represent here. I'm like the Drake of that of that team. I'm their super fan, man. I'm at every game. Wow. You're like you're the new Harry Carey of uh, Sunday League. You're the Harry Carey of Sunday League, Big Joe. Is that true? 
This is very curious. I own all the Budweiser. Yeah, that's true. So, you know, Big Joe, you know, you, you like to go to Milwaukee. What would you What would you drop? You and the Stumper, you know, we're, we'll take care of the ride for you. So you, you, can, you don't have to worry about drunk driving. We're going to set you up in right field in a nice padded bleacher seat. How much are you gonna, willing to drop for all you can eat, all you can drink for a brewer game? Uh, Miller, do they got chili dogs over there? What language what? is this? French. Forget <laughs> it. I'll order, Big Joe. <laughs> no, I'd be going Miller. I voted 75 bucks. I think that's fair and reasonable. That's why you got to go to, like, home talent games or Mallard games or Snappers games. Dude, the Mallards is the best deal on the planet. For that $30, they won, you know, they made the playoffs just about every year. The food's really good. Great Dame beer's really good. That's the I'm best deal on the planet. I'm telling you, Miller, though, sometime, my man, I got to get you down to Boyd and get you to a Snappers game. Dude, I was the voice of the Snappers, Big Joe, one summer. I loved yep, the Boyd brother, Snappers. Joe's a Snapper Matt whisperer. Works, yep. My brother Matt works for the city of Boyd. Now I'm a big fan of Snapper. Yep, anytime I want Snapper <laughs> tickets, all I got to do is talk to my brother Matt because he works for the city of Boyd, so I can get free tickets like that. Bo- I, I, would love, I would love a road trip down to Boyd to watch Bo- a Snapper Boy? game. We should. It's Honda's driving because he's probably got access to a Honda vehicle. Right. And then real yep. quick, how about those bucks last night? Yeah. They're, they're, they're incredible. Speaking of Drake, man, that guy stunk it what up last night. What a loser night, Drake huh? is carrying on that title belt. He didn't win he nothing. Won. That was the Raptors. Thank you, Big Joe. Thanks, thanks Big Joe. Uh, I think 75 is reasonable, but you make a... I mean, for people like us that really like to drink, yeah, I mean, if you're like a casual fan, if you're like, you know, my sister, who, you know, will go and have like one beer and a hot dog. Well, yeah. didn't you just say... Two beers in the in the Cub series basically that, makes you, your money right you make there. Your, two beers and two hot dogs, you you're paying the ninety to one hundred dollars. Give All me right. the give me the home run seats. How much are you willing to pony up, Brewer fans? Six zero eight three two one sixteen seventy. We also got to come up with a menu for this thing. The walk up music of the great Barry Richter, our Badger <laughs> Hockey hey. Insider. What's Barry, up, boys? Barry, What's going on? Did you do anything for Fat Tuesday yesterday? Any Creole? <laughs> no, 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 no. I just watched a little uh, playoff high school hockey uh, locally here. So Edgewood was playing Sun Prairie. My two nephews play for Edgewood. And so watched that game, and they beat Sun Prairie in overtime. Cool. So Barry, they... it's been a tough week for my alma mater in hockey. Why do you got to bring up high that, school who... hockey? I'm a Middleton Cardinal. Oh, player. the Cardinals, yeah. A lot, tough, lot, of, tough, lot of controversy there. going on oh, in my yeah. hometown right now. A lot we'll of controversy. We'll talk about that off here. Uh, all right, uh, Barry. <laughs> I, I look at the. Are you a half full, half empty guy? Because I'm going to say, always where half the full. Hell has this been all season, or do you say, hey, at least they showed us something? We knew this team was good enough. Unfortunately, they didn't play like this in December and January, when we really could have saved the season. Or do you say it's not over yet? They got one more regular season series. There is this thing called the Big Ten tournament, which an automatic berth is on the line. Do you, you somehow, some way, believe that? Badger hockey can can shock the world here over the next month. I think you say a little both. I mean, it's uh, it's it's where it's been, but we we knew they're a young team and uh, things are clicking and different line combinations. You have uh, where where Coach Granado's putting some certain guys out there that that maybe just like you said, all of a sudden it just clicked a little bit of positive momentum. And uh, you know, I think it's a little bit is about uh, Arizona State was ninth ranked. That team, I as I watched the games, I was there for both games over the weekend. Maybe is uh, they're a little bit overrated uh, for the large rank, and they wanted to track meet on Friday night. They got a track Jesus. meet, and they couldn't keep up. I mean, you're not going to be able to keep up with the Badgers. You're going to figure out they're going to shoot out. So seven six win Friday night, which uh, was entertaining for the fans. I don't know if the coaches pulling <laughs> some well, out. I don't think the coaches enjoy it, but they enjoy the win. And then uh, came back with a six two win too. So over a good team. I mean, Arizona State. Well, Based, and Arizona State was fighting guys for uh, a playoff spot in the NCAA's. Yeah. Barry, in that seven to six victory, when you're on the ice in a in a goal explosion from both teams like that, what's going through everyone's head? Like you're just excited, actually, as a player. Yeah. I mean, if you're an offensive player, which the Badgers have a lot, you are you're just pumped to get out there because it's a lot of transition, a lot of offensive chances. You know, the defense is maybe lacking a little bit, you know, so it's, uh, you are excited. I would say, as a, I would say the, the two players are not excited are the de- uh, defenseman and the goalies. The goalies? <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's like an all star game out there yeah. a little bit. If you're a goalie, what are you thinking though, man? Like, my God. Yeah. Or what do you think if you're on the, you know, the team, if you're not a goalie, like, are you a sieve, dude? What's yeah. going on here? Uh, at, the end of the, at the end of the day, it's like, it's it, did you get the win? And so for Lebedev to get the win, he wasn't at his best on Friday night, but the the, the, the boys potted a lot of goals. And 
And so, yeah, I mean, it's it's gonna you're gonna have that. And Arizona State's goalie had, uh, I believe, a .925 save percentage. So it's not like they're playing against someone that didn't have success uh, in the nets. Roman Aachen, did I get it right? Ashan. Ashan. <laughs> National Player of the of the Week hat trick. Uh, got yeah. the, the, the I mean, uh, what a game for him, huh? He's energy player. I mean, he's he's exciting. He's gritty. He gets. Uh, he's not a big guy, but he's fast. Uh, quick shot, and he's one of the guys that has uh, you know uh, elevated his game because of uh, some line combinations. So um, here here's a guy. It's not one of those you know three or four potential first rounders or first rounders that are on the team, but here's a guy that that brings it every single shift. Is excited to get out there and play. Plays a gritty game, and so it's uh, it's good to get production. You need production from the top two lines. He is in the top two lines, so it's good. Uh, even though people don't know his name, they know him now. Well, how crazy is this visiting with like our, our Badger Hockey Insider, Barry Richter? So they in the regular season this week, Barry, at Columbus, Ohio, sadly Wisconsin cannot get higher than out of the basement, which means they're going to play the two-season first round, which right now is Ohio State. Now they are tied with Minnesota, so you hope Wisconsin wins a couple games this week, knocks Ohio State maybe out of that second line, and suddenly the Red Hot Gophers, but there's a real chance that we're going back to Columbus next week, aren't we? I think, well, I actually, I'm going to say there is, you know, the chance is 50-50 maybe. I, I think there's a lot of things that are going to happen. So you have Penn State, who is number one, right, in the Big Ten? Yes. They're done playing. They're so they, done. they already they already uh, hit all their games played and everything. So you have games in hand right now. you got Ohio State, Minnesota that are fighting for it. Ohio State, very well coached. Steve Rollick, you know, coach of the, or he was a, he was the captain of our '90 uh, championship team, which we just had our 30th reunion last weekend. I saw weekend. some pictures online. Yeah, like, there we go. We're going to talk that about that, that, Barry. Yep, that was awesome. <laughs> so they are fighting for the number one, you know, to win the title. So Ohio State's fighting. Now, last weekend, Arizona State was fighting to get into the NCAAs, and the batters did well. So it's going to be a little different story going on the road. You're playing against a very well coached team. Uh, they play very well defensively, and so it. But Badgers are carrying some momentum, so it's it's a lot to shake out. I don't think Wisconsin is going to be playing uh, Ohio State. They're going to be playing someone else. I don't know who that is. I don't know if it's going to be Penn State or Minnesota. Well, right, you have three options, right? Because Penn State's the leader, yep. and Ohio State, Minnesota tied for second. So the conventional thing in Barry is obviously we always want our team to win. Yep. If the Badgers win then it probably gives Penn State the regular season title. And then it would be if Minnesota wins a game this weekend. So I guess my question to you then, because really the only shot Wisconsin has is to run, do an Aaron Rodgers run the table here in March. Would you rather play a rematch with Ohio yeah. State next week? Would you rather go up to Minneapolis, or would you rather go to State College if you're Wisconsin well, at this point? I don't think you want to go to Penn State. The, the Badgers always have a tough time going to Penn State and playing, and they played them uh, in the playoffs last year so. I think the best situation would be to go into Ohio State, smack them in the mouth, do well, you know, maybe uh, have a have a sweep, and then all of a sudden you head back there and you're in their head, right? You're in their head. You beat them on their yeah. turf, and then you have to go back there right away and face them again. And they're like, whoa, this is a different team. This is not a last-place team that we're playing, and maybe they're going to have a little chink in their armor, and you can run the table. So that's my perfect, perfect scenario. Our man Strobes comes from Ohio State. Was he coaching there yep, before? Yeah, he was coaching at Ohio State, so he knows the tendencies. He knows them well. He's probably recruited some of those yeah, kids that are there. Strobes, my guy. He was going to come in. He says hello, boys, but oh. he is on the road uh, recruiting uh, up is. in Minnesota. Because when for... is he on the road? <laughs> he's either coaching hockey or he's on the road watching some guy in a rink of like nine people yeah. in upstate New York in yeah. June. Yeah, exactly. I invite him to golf every summer like Strobes Friday, let's plane. go golfing. Oh, I'm at the 12 and under nationals in Poughkeepsie, New York. Yeah. It's like, or you have the, a life? He's in the woods of Canada somewhere. Yeah. Canada, yeah. reception. All about recruiting, guys. As you know that. He's got to get out there. And I bang love it. That's like my Badger wrestling guys, man. They're grinders. Strobes is a grinder. Yep. Uh, I saw this online, Barry. You know, we think about March Madness and Wisconsin basketball, and you think about this term, quad wins, right? Wisconsin has the most quad wins. Mm-hmm. Uh, in in basketball. Did you know, Barry, that the Badger hockey team has played the most games this year against teams ranked in the top 16 yep. of the pairwise rankings, 7-9-1? Mm-hmm. Could you say if only they, you know, it's like the, the, the college football playoff where if you had scheduled cupcakes early in the season instead of, you know, playing a non-conference game with Alabama, you'd have a better shot of going to the playoff? Could we say the same thing if Wisconsin had, and some of it's not out of their control, right? Big Ten teams, but could you look at scheduling differently in the same way if 
with that with that stat, they maybe they aren't as bad as we're you know beating them up for. Yeah, this I mean the, the record indicates a little different story, like compared to the strength of schedule, as you said, um, Coach Granado. You know, in his press conference, he was, he mentioned it. He said, "Listen, we we knew we we wanted a tough schedule. They want to play really good teams, not conference. So they're going to go do that. You know, it's like football, right? I mean, it's, it's the little the elite teams are always playing really good non conference schedules. The Badgers wanted that. It did it did hurt them a little bit, but they also did well non conference. If you look at their non conference." Uh, uh, record. I think they did fairly well. Well, the, if uh, I recall. The, the other irony of that stat: the, the team that has the most wins against tournament teams, Duluth, the team that we swept back oh, in the yeah. beginning of the season mm-hmm. when everybody was high five and thinking how great a team this was going to be. <laughs> yeah. So, so, like I said, <laughs> I, I think, full circle. I think I think you, you want to play the best teams, you know, and and if it, it's it, I think that that's what Tony Garano wanted to do. I think hindsight, you know, the team was probably young to play those teams, and, and they were just getting their feet underneath them, and it took a long, long, long time. Still taking a long time, but you carry the momentum of last weekend. He's felt like they've played well. I know that I know it's sort of crazy, oxymoron, and the fans say, well, you know what, your record is not good. But he's felt his team has played well the last month, even though they've well, had they these have. splits. They've had these splits. Um Maybe the goaltending hasn't been there, but he's really felt the team has played well, and uh, hopefully they can carry some momentum into the final uh, series uh, here this weekend. Call me crazy, but I said the March the Frozen Four started last weekend. There you go. Well, it, you it, know, Let's get crazy with it. It was a playoff-type atmosphere because they're playing against a team that was fighting to get in. Arizona State is independent. They were ninth-ranked. They needed just one win. They needed just one win. Yeah, they didn't get it. They didn't get it. And Done. so, uh, you know, now are they going in again? Another weekend, another sort of playoff atmosphere type game where Ohio State has to beat the Badgers to get into the to have a Big Ten title. I mean, that's a huge motivator. So, going to be a tough series. Badgers are going to throw everything at them. They don't have nothing to lose. So, dangerous games for Ohio State. You know, you got to like the Badgers going in there and, and maybe doing some disruption. That's my positive outlook. I love it. Glass always have fun, right? And just to to understand, if the folks don't follow along, it's all played on campus sites in conference, in the conference tournament, uh, based on seed. So if Wisconsin's going to pull some, you know, Cinderella run, they're going to have to win three straight weeks on the road. Yeah, they're going to have to do it, and then they'll earn it. (laughs) If they do that, they should get in the NCAAs. That's what I say. Yeah, I mean, I was going to say, there will be no, like, this team backed in. If they, if they get into the NCAA tournament, Barry, it's going to mean they ran through the gauntlet of, you know, maybe the best conference, three straight road games. So Yeah, yeah. so looking forward to it. It's going to be fun. It's going to be on uh, TV, Big Ten Network at 5 p.m. on Friday night. And they're also, I think, playing at, uh, I believe, at uh, 6 or 7 p.m., um, depending on the Eastern time zone, on Saturday night. So they'll be on the Big Ten Network. Yeah. Right, Barry, speaking of fun. Yes, Tell us what happened with your, what was it, 30 years? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I saw years. a picture, Barry, of all of them on Twitter, and you were like the only one not holding a beer. Were you the designated oh. driver? <laughs> yeah, where was your, uh, where was your or beer? Or you had just had too many beers. Gotta, by yeah, yeah, I don't know what happened there. Maybe I just you know put it down for a second, you know? <laughs> yeah, you're upholding <laughs> no, your image, Barry. I get you. We had a great, great time. We had uh, maybe 15 out of the 25. You know, some guys are still coaching. You have Donnie Granado, who's still coaching. Steve Rollick, the Ohio State, yep. you know, uh, Ohio State uh, head coach. It wasn't here. He was our captain. Uh, Marco Siki, who was the coach of the Badgers, he joined us uh, on on the ice when we uh, after the second period. But it was just awesome. We had a really wonderful time. Um, once you win a championship, once you there is a brotherhood there, no doubt about it. We're still tight. We have a group text going. Uh, it was just phenomenal just to see each other. Maybe reminisce a little bit on Friday and Saturday at the college club. Um, you guys went to the K-K? Maybe just a little bit. Did you uh, find my mug from Mug Night, Barry? Yeah. I've been looking that for that thing for 20 years. So, you know, things haven't changed uh, down there. And uh, The question is, can you guys still drink like you used to? Uh, for sure. Yeah, that, yeah? Maybe, maybe we've gotten better at that. <laughs> Hell yeah. But, uh, you know, parents weekend also, it was, uh, yep. it was senior night for the, for the hockey team. So there was a there were, we weren't just the old folks in the college club. Uh, there were some other old people too, celebrating with their, uh, their sons and so forth. So it was a great weekend. I mean, for them to sweep, they haven't had that feeling. They had that feeling. You could see it, uh, you know, later on in the night. You know how proud they were to to bring back some some wins, especially in front of the alumni. There was a lot of uh, speeches that were going on that uh, in between uh, before the games in the locker rooms, 
to to you know make it known that there's pride in there wearing the cardinal and white you have to show up you know it's it's about the, the now and here's the now it's not about playing in the NHL later it's about right now playing for the red and white uh, visiting with our guy Beautiful. Barry Richter. Uh, before I let you go, you mentioned you know some of the first round draft picks and you know the hockey's version of you know the one and dones. Um, is there any chance, based on you know what happened this season, whether for team or individual expectations, that some of these guys would come back, or do you think they're always going to be win or lose this year? Come for the one year and then go on to your pro career. Yeah, man, I think it's up in the air. You got Cole Caulfield, so this weekend he is going to be, and and you know it's. He still has to play the game, the proper game within the team structure, but he could be the leading goal scorer, the leading point getter for the Big Ten as a freshman. It's been a long, long time since a Wisconsin player or any player has done that. So he has definitely put up the points. So there is definitely uh, – I would be concerned if he would be if he would leave, but I think he has to grow a little bit, get a little yeah. stronger uh, when I watch him play. But he is skilled, man. He can shoot the puck. Did you so give us a trivia you, question, though, the last freshman to have lead the Big Ten in points? Might have been Mark Johnson. Yeah, and Mark that, Johnson, yeah. that's what it was. Yeah. Well, I was going to ask you, so for these guys that are, because it's different, right? In, in, in football and basketball, you play, then you get drafted. In hockey, you get drafted, then you can go play. What's better for the player development, and what is the what is the, the, the NHL team want? Would they rather them, if they're not ready, stay in college for an extra year, or do they want them in their pipeline, in their system of the minor leagues? I like, think they they, also, they do both, but when you have Tony Granado as a coach, I think there's a little more respect factor there to keep the player under Tony's uh, watch. So, and uh, if, if, maybe, if there's a chance some of these guys come back, Barry, maybe next uh, year they, is, there, there could be a good, very good chance, you know. And and you look at Turcotte, he was injured for part of the season. So Alex Turcotte was injured. He's fifth overall for the Kings. Maybe he comes back. Um, maybe Kendra Miller for the Rangers, he has to come back and get a little more seasoning done too. So it, it's sort of uh, iffy right now. I mean, it's it, you just don't know. And if these kids do come back, watch out. It's going to be even better next year. How did it work for you? Were you drafted in – yeah, I was drafted in high school. So, but when when, when we played, eighty uh, eighty eight or eighty eight. Yep, good job, Evo Hartford Whalers. There we go. That a boy. There we go. The whale. Oh, I was what, born what in the all time underrated logos. Yeah, Barry's the greatest. Drafted in eighty eight. I mean, I'm getting born in eighty eight. There we go. Man. I can tell you, Barry <laughs> Nelson is a huge fan of whale tails. So just talk to him off oh, air yeah. about that. Yeah. He looks Call him Ahab. So uh, no, it's it's just it's re- back when I was playing. It's really different, guys. I mean, you you got drafted and you stayed in the school until maybe junior, senior. Then you left. Now now it's the the kids are are coming into college, and college is sort of a, a springboard to get into the pros. The money's a lot more. There's just it's just accentuated uh, a lot. Barry, a they lot have more a little thing the... on here right here. Bar- Richter was a great prospect when he was a junior. <laughs> he played a good two way game. And he wasn't afraid of heavy traffic. Oh, wow. All yeah. right. There we okay. go. All right. You bury yeah. And he had one hell <laughs> when he was, of a mullet. You forgot to read the last no, line. No, I didn't but, write it. But is that when he's driving his car, heavy traffic? Is that what it is? I don't know, man, but that's what they say about you. <laughs> yeah, who knows? You know, a lot of things change when uh, the kids get drafted. Like you said, Joe, they get drafted young when they're 17, and then they go play a couple years, whether it's college or major junior A. Hockey is weird where you get drafted so young because you have the Canadian major junior A where, if those kids play a manager junior, they are ineligible as they get paid uh, to play uh, college hockey. Well, cool. I guess the good news, Barry, the season's not over yet. Nope. We'll keep, we'll keep uh, you know, preparing as if the season will continue. And we got one more regular season game or series, and we know we have at least one playoff series. So March let's just hope this four. isn't like yep. the second to last week we yep. talked with you. Let's hope this is the first of let's, like an incredible run for the next month. Let's keep it going. Let's and go, you know, Barry. if the Badgers have a good go. weekend, we're going to bring Coach Strobes back in. Yeah. Yeah. We're going to bring him in. If you, you, it, yeah, if you get it, I'll say this. In. If it's at least a split with the Buckeyes, Strobel is mandated to oh, come for back. Sure, for sure. Because then I think they got a shot yeah. next week. Will do, boys. You guys right, have buddy. a good week. You too, Barry. There he is, Barry Richter, Badger Hockey Great. Say good morning to our sports director, Zach Halpern. Zach, any questions in the media core pool uh, of Goody or Matt LaFleur on the exorcism of the dead possum by a Packer fan? No, that did not make the cut yesterday, apparently. Uh, so, well. maybe, maybe, you know what? If anybody had heard of it, here, I'm sure they would have asked. Well, Zach, today, lead-off question for you when you see uh, LaFleur. Yeah, he, unfortunately, he's not talking again. So oh. it's just, uh, yeah, too bad. Well, let's talk about some of the talking from yesterday, Zach, and the talking through your tweets. And I, I saw you put this out to some other people about the Packers meeting with Quintez Cephas. Yeah, yeah, but it was just, I mean, it's an informal meeting. It was not, I know, it's, they meet with a lot of guys here. I mean, there's 350 guys here. They meet with... Pretty much all of them. Uh, I talked with Tyler Biotis this morning, and 
he had met informally with them as well. There's there's informal meetings and then there's formal meetings that are set up and uh, neither of those guys had formal meetings set up with the Packers. Uh, do you think? Um, I mean, like we we've been we did this yesterday, Zach. We we put up a Twitter poll of what position you think the Packers should take at thirty and wide receiver one. You know, we talked about the. the do you think it was a smokescreen about the the quarterback talk from Gutekunst on Friday? I mean, I think most people think it's going to be or should be a wide receiver. I mean, it's awfully tough. I know for you to get that sense now, but is there any clue you have that you know they are honing in on maybe a specific position? Uh, yeah, I mean, it's it's a little way too early for that, but. I will say, I mean, the, the wide receiver class is as good as any that's been available in quite some time. I mean, they different mock drafts, which are, you know, it is what it is. But, I mean, you can see seven, eight guys go in the first round, which is insane. Um, and I think the Packers certainly would be in the market for one of those guys. But they also have, you know, some other concerns as well. I mean, Blake Martinez probably not going to be back, so they have some – they have a concern at inside linebacker. You would say that, you know, what 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 do they do at right tackle if Brian Balaga is not going to be uh, – if they don't bring him back, do they – just push Billy Taylor out to right tackle, and then you have an opening at right guard, so they go offensive line. So they have a bunch of different needs that, that they need to, to fill. But wide receiver, I think we all saw last year, it certainly has to be one that they should look at in the first round. Well, think about speaking of Zach breaking stories, you know, forget about the dead possum. If you want to be the first on this one, <laughs> Ebo and I put this together. You know, Mason Crosby re-signed over the weekend. His agent's name is Mike McCartney, which is insane. <laughs> yeah. And he's a huge Colorado Buffalo fan, so I would assume Mike McCartney is going to be LaVisca Chenault's agent. There's the Colorado connection. A lot of mock drafts have LaVisca Chenault going to the Packers. I saw the Packers talk to LaVisca Chenault yesterday. So if you want to go ahead, Zach, and break the story, the Packers are going to take LaVisca Chenault. We know it's going to be true because of the Mike McCartney connection. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. I'll let you guys do that. You guys are the big Jays. I'll let you guys take care of that. No. And, and, And pass that off. No, but it, no, but seriously, uh, the, the Mike McCarthy thing—it's it's hilarious because whenever something would go wrong with Mike McCarthy, in the rare instances it ever did, because the guy's perfect. Yep. Uh, Mike McCartney would get just flooded, flooded. <laughs> Thank with, you. Uh, tweets, tweets at him. Uh, and Zach, how did, that spot never, on. how did that never come out? Why did we have to wait for Mason Crosby to re-sign? Like, how is Mike McCartney an NFL agent for twenty years that I've never known about this man? Uh, I'm. He's like, I don't know, how do I answer that? I'm tr- no, I'm trying to think of something not mean to say about that. Um, but no, I, I, I don't know, I, Joe. I don't know why why you didn't know. Yeah, I guess like, I, I, mean, I got. I thought I was well read. We can read between the lines. That was a mean comment, but yes, you got to do our due diligence over here, Heilpern. Yeah, I know I what you're do saying. More show prep, Zach. Yeah. No, no, it's 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 an NFL agent. Who cares? <laughs> like, why would you ever know that? Well, okay, I'm looking because uh, actually I'm working on some stuff. You're going to be excited when you come back. Uh, <laughs> Tyler Biotich has an NFL agent. I know that because he's probably going to be a first round draft pick. Did I see he's he's not working out? Yeah, he he had surgery, uh, AC joint surgery, and so he's not going to be working out. Probably won't be cleared until mid-April, so he'll probably miss Wisconsin's pro day as well. But yeah, I mean, I mean, his tape is going to is going to speak for itself. I don't really know what they need to see from him in drills, you know, non-padded drills, to be able to tell whether he's going to be able to play center in the league. I think he will be, and you know, he probably ends up. I think he's probably a second or second round pick. I don't know if he makes it all the way in the first. The one guy that. From this group, from Wisconsin guys, can make in the first round is Zach Bond. I mean, that's yes, how about him. that? Yeah, I mean that's that's just insane coming from where he where he was. You know, where he was not even he had not been able to put together a great season before this year, and then he went and did what he did. And people love him athletically. He's not TJ Watt, like he's not that big type of guy. I don't know if he's going to be able to play a three four outside linebacker. You know that type of stuff, but. It's a big week for him. I think he's going to test out of the out of the gym. He's going to. I think he's going to put on a show. So, yeah, big week for him. I saw, uh, you know, mock drafts. A lot of guys like just chilling in their parents' basement and writing out mock drafts, and they never come to fruition. I don't even know why I read them half the time. But one I saw was Bond going to uh, the Packers. But Zach, what is um? What do you think Quintus Cephas? What's what's his projection? If you can pontificate place, on that. I mean, I, yeah, it's all over the place. Like you could you could see him going as early as the third round. And there's some that will say he won't be going until the seventh round. It really is really up in the air. Um, you know, in talking um, to a few, a few people around here, if he runs well, I mean, and there aren't a lot of people expecting him to do that, but if he runs well, I'd say I'd say he he could get in that fourth spot, that fourth round, maybe third round, if he runs well. Because he, he marks almost every other box, checks every almost every other box that you're looking for, and his production speaks for itself, especially in Wisconsin's offense. And, yeah, I mean, he he really put on a show towards the end of the season against Minnesota, 
against Ohio State and then against Oregon. He was those were his best games, and that was you know some probably their best competition all year. So, you know, he he showed up when when they need him to and needed him to, and we'll see. Visiting with our sports director Zach Halpern, he's live at the uh, NFL Draft Combine in Indy. Uh, to me, Zach, the one that I am fascinated to see what happens uh, on that last Thursday, Friday, and Saturday in, in April is Jonathan Taylor because you know here's a guy who basically rewrote record books, looks the part, but we know how the running back position has been devalued. Talk about projections anywhere from late first round to second to third. To, there won't be a run on running backs that doesn't even start till the second round, and then where does Taylor fit? I mean, like. What is the, the 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 chatter in India about him and really the running back class as a whole? Yeah, we're going to get the chance to talk with him in a, in a few minutes. He's actually rooting with Tyler Biotis down here, so they got a uh, little Wisconsin connection going there. But no, he he weighed in at 226 pounds yesterday. If he runs 4-4 tomorrow at 226 pounds or, or lower, I can't imagine him falling out of the you know top of the second round. Like there's there's just way too much production and way too much skill and way too much. Uh, physical ability to uh, allow him to go much further than that. So I'm anxious to see what he runs. If he does run here, we'll ask him when he when he talks a little bit. I, you know, there's some guys that that won't run here today or run here, and maybe he. But I I have a feeling because of the type of guy he is, he wants to run. He wants to prove that he is a four four guy because some people hilariously are questioning his speed. Um, <laughs> you know, and uh, I, I I can't wait to see what it looks like. Uh, at Fort or at uh, Lucas Oil, when he gets to line up, put his hand down because I think he's going to go four four at two twenty six. That's going to be pretty impressive to watch. So Zach, I saw some other things now. Back to Quintus Cephas real quick. Was he kind of talking about a quarterback controversy for the Badgers between Mertz and Cohen, or am <laughs> I kind of just drumming up something here? Uh, an Iowa writer was trying to jump jump something up. Um, that was uh, an Iowa reporter asked. You know, is, is Jack Cohn going to be able to hold off Graham Mertz? And, and Quintez laughed and said, uh, "I don't know. That's a battle we'll have to. That's a battle that'll play out. We'll see. We'll see if they're able to." And then they followed up with, "Who has a stronger arm?" And I mean, like, what do you expect the kid to say? Like, you know, "Oh yeah, Jack's Jack's way stronger. Graham's way stronger." So no, all he said was, "I don't know. I don't know." We'll see. Oh, by the way, good news on that. And Ebo can can attest, Zach. A payment has been made to both of you today. So uh, I'm I'm still working off my, yeah, Zach, uh, my debt. So I, you did get a payment today. Maybe you can like me again. I have I'm holding the payment for you for when you return. No, no, it's a separate one on his desk. That's yours, Ebo. Oh, I'm you holding each, it so no one steals it because you he's, each got he's one. done in Indy. Oh, okay. Well, you do get a Hopefully payment he today, can get Zach. back to my in my I can get back in his good graces by holding on to it for him. Any truth to that? You're, Zach? you're not in my good graces. I, I don't know. I'm just I'm, I'm just hoping. Fingers are crossed. Yeah. <laughs> um. I will I will say this. I, so we're working on a story for Quintus uh, about Quintus Cephas, and I caught up with uh, Ted Gilmore, the uh, now former Wisconsin wide receivers coach, and talked to him about Quintus, but also asked him about him leaving. And uh, he said it's been something on his mind that he had been wanting to do reinvent himself that's what he said he wanted to before he got too old he only has so many more kicks at the can he wanted to reinvent himself coach a different position uh view something view uh something different uh or have a view of something different when it comes to college football so that was the reason uh he stepped out and obviously the michigan state job you know showed up but it had been something that he had been looking to do for you know, not just not just the last two weeks or three weeks. It had been quite some time that he had been looking that he wanted to move on. So that, that sounds like a midlife crisis. He's six fifty-two. So what do I have, Zach? Is it going to be? I hope like in like eight years, I'm not like man. I, I'm, I'm I got to do something else here because I, I don't want to leave this show for a long time, just Zach. Change your name to a symbol, and there's your midlife yeah. crisis. Yeah, that, that's your midlife crisis. I mean, I uh, do you think you act like you're. What, no, no, I'm more like a you know 24 year old. So I, I guess I, I got that going for me. You have a ways to go to get to the. I had a quarter life crisis, level. Zach. I wanted to go to Colorado and grow weed. I didn't do that. Though. Yeah, you won D Bag of the Week for that. Yeah, congratulations. Hey, uh, the other big news, uh, Zach, <laughs> besides the the draft, is obviously the CBA. And I I knew it was going to pass. I am surprised it was such like a boilerplate formality. I thought that the players' association would come back and try and squeeze the owners for a little more money, but I guess they already saw the writing on the wall and they, they figured they might as well get the clock started now so we can get our raises. Um, what's the reaction from that? Because it looks like we're getting 17 games and seven teams in the playoffs like right away here. And essentially, I mean, essentially all they got out of it in the original deal compared to what, what it ended up being is that, that cap of $250,000 on the 17-game schedule being taken off. Like, I feel like the owners put that in there just as a negotiating chip and they were willing to take it off right away. And they did. 
the owner, the the player signed off on it, but it wasn't an overwhelming majority. I think it was 17, 15, uh, 17, 15, um, you know, when they voted. And I think one player, or maybe it was 17, 14, and one player abstained. So it wasn't like it was overwhelming. And now it has to go to the full membership, which is, you know, well over, uh, I think it's over 2,000 players. So we'll see if it, we'll see. But I, I have a feeling it will pass. I feel like majority of the people that were upset with it were the guys that were making a whole bunch of money and, um, as opposed to the guys who are just scraping. Yeah, along it's the JJ Watts the and the Russell Wilsons were the ones who commented. They're they're making forty million. It's the you know it's the pack. It's the Hunter Bradleys or the Alex Lights that are making league minimum. That you know they're that's the guys that vote yes on this. Right, right, right. But it's also like the you know, the player representatives for each team. Those aren't those guys, right? Mm-hmm. So the Packers is Aaron Rodgers is a representative. So. Um, you know, it, it is not the guys who just scrape your log at the bottom of the barrel that are the ones in these rooms. And so I, I'm not saying that Rogers doesn't think about those guys. I think he probably does, but he's got a different point of view of it than would a Hunter Bradley or whoever it is um, that uh, does not have, you know, a $30 million contract. So uh, on that thought, because we, we, I mean, for eight years, we, we, it was just, you know, like getting up out of bed every day. It's Packers going to the playoffs. You had a couple year hit, but obviously they're right back. I mean, as a Packer fan, people will say watered down. I mean, when you're a team that expectations every year is to make the playoffs, I don't see adding another playoff slot is at all a, a negative on Green Bay. Do, do the Packers feel the same way? Yeah, no, I'm not, I don't think they do either. Anytime you get an opportunity, just get in. The, that's the whole thing. It was get in and see what happens. That That's always been everyone's feeling with Green Bay is you just – get to 10 wins, get in the playoffs, and, and see what happens. But the thing about Green Bay is, like, if you go back since they, they expanded the playoffs, what, or they not expanded the playoffs, but expanded the uh, the divisions into the four divisions, like in 2002, there's only one time the Packers would have made the playoffs if they didn't um, with this new thing. It would have been in 2006 when they went 8-8 uh, eight and eight, uh, in Mike McCarthy's first year. They would have made it um, as a seven seed. But, you know, I don't I, for the Packers, at least with, with Aaron Rodgers, it's always about you know being a top seed in the, in, in the in the NFC, and they have been quite or a top two seed get a buy in the NFC, and now you don't have now you won't have that. Now it's either be the top seed or you're playing on a wild card weekend. Yeah, Zach. Speaking of the Packers, real quick and playoffs and whatnot, the end goal is winning. You know the Super Bowl. Winning. Can you give us a cliff a quick cliff note version of Matt Lafleur's you know talk yesterday? I thought you caught up with him, and he said what the team wants to obviously hoist the Lombardi Trophy. Well, yeah, he was. Well, he was asked about uh, going to the Super Bowl because he his, he had said last year that when he went to the Super Bowl to to uh, support the Rams and because um, he used to work for obviously Sean McVay when they played New England, he told his wife he would never go again until a team that he was with would make it back again. And uh, a year later, you know, within a game, and then you know his brother is there. His brother's in the Super Bowl and. He didn't want to go, but uh, Mark Murphy and his wife kind of talked him into going, and so he ended up going. And uh, you know, it was a very wasn't a very fun time. And he said, "But that's what you play for. That's what's that's the only thing that matters in the NFL is being able to get to the point. That's what everyone's playing for. That's what everyone's striving for. And uh, for him, he'll never be satisfied until he's holding that Lombardi Trophy." Uh, final thought, Zach, because you know we think about the, the rookies in the draft, but part of the combine too is you know to set, kind of set the table. Uh, for free agency, and based on what he did last year, I think we all assume Gutekunst is going to be very active, and I think most people think it's going to be the offensive side. I saw the big rumor yesterday, Austin Hooper, uh, the tight end for Atlanta. There was some talk that the Packers were actually sniffing around him at the trade deadline last year, and that it looks like the Falcons are going to let him walk. Would that be a possible Jimmy Graham successor? Yeah, but I I think he's going to cost a bunch of money, and and you you. I, I don't expect them to be nearly as active as they were last year, unless you know, unless they let Brian Block go in there, you know, there's that oh. that would clear up a, a few more million, uh, probably eight or nine million, uh, depending on what he would get. But yeah, I mean, Jimmy Graham's going to save them about eight million whenever they make that decision. And I, I just don't know how much money they have to spend in free agency if they're going to want to hold on to their own guys. If they just say no, I don't care about, I, I don't care about Brian Block, and we're going to move on from him then maybe you have a little bit more opportunity. But I don't think it's going to be anything close to what they, they did last year. I think they're going to have to, uh, you know, maybe get some lower-tier guys than um, than, than the decision of Darius Smith or Preston Smith. But offense, the offensive side of the ball certainly has to be their main focus in this offseason. There's no doubt about that. And 
um, wide receiver, uh, maybe a, a slot receiver that you could find. Uh, though I think that may be more likely in the draft and, you know, offensive line as well. If you're going to let blog go, you got to find an answer at right tackle, right guard. Well, I'll leave you with this, and Zach, if you don't want to break the LaVisca Chenault draft pick, I'll handle that. Why don't you see if you can find who is the team the Packers are holding a joint practice with in Green Bay? Because LaFleur's tight-lipped. He he says he has the team pick, but he's not going to give it up. See if the great reporting skills of Zach Heilprin can dig out who the joint practice is with. Yeah, I can't wait. I'll, I'll, I'll get on that right away. <laughs> hey, you could be trending on Twitter, Zach, if you got Zach's it. Zach's yeah, always yeah, no, trending no, on Twitter. Yeah, no. he, yeah he does it. Zach, All you right. trend number one in my heart. Hey, enjoy your day, buddy. Thank you. All right, guys. Thanks. There you go, Zach Halpern. Follow him. Uh, on Twitter all day and all week as uh, he's at the combine. Yeah, I believe uh, running backs uh, today. So we'll get to see Jonathan Taylor. I can't wait to see that 40 time. So, uh, you know, draft coverage is picking up here. We have our own sports director, Zach Heilprin, down there in Indy. So here's a comment from Tampa Bay Buccaneers coach Bruce Arians regarding, you know, draft combine and and uh, the evaluations. Quote, you might run a 4-3, but your tape says you run a 4-6. You might run a 4-6, but your tape says you run a 4-4. The tape don't lie. The combine lies. You can fall in love at the combine and get your ass broke. And all I could think of was Brian Gutekunz falling in love with Rashawn Gary. I was going to say more Al Davis and all the fast wide receivers, but I guess one could make the argument for Rashawn Gary. The combine I does, wouldn't, but the combine does fool people oh. at times. Rob Reich, you're literally it. running around in spandex. It's it is truly the this Olympics won't be canceled. It's truly the underwear Olympics. Well, if Dick Pound has anything to say about it, <laughs> we ain't canceling those Olympics, baby. Yeah, the combine. You t- tell me an NFL game when they're literally running around in, in spandex and no one's blocking. Yeah, them. when does when does a player for a forty time run in a straight line? Exactly. I would much ra- I th- that is the greatest line ever. Well done, Bruce Arians. I as a guy who's covered sports a long time, you cannot simulate an open field breaking a tackle or running with a helmet and it's 95 degrees out or it's in Wisconsin, it's 25 degrees out and you can't feel your hands carrying the football. That's when I want to see how fast you are. I don't want to see you in a dome stadium in a controlled environment in a nice little Under Armour bro tank and some shorts and a pair of sneakers. I don't care how fast you are in there. Get me out on Lambeau Field in January when it's 10 below. Hand me the rock, and then I want to see how fast you can get from the 40-yard line to the goal line. That's what I care about. The combine does have a time and place for stuff, but people get way too enamored. Completely agree. In the stats of it. Well, they care about every little detail. How fast can you run a 40? How high is your vertical? What's the difference between a 40-inch vertical and a 36-inch vertical? Russell Wilson exactly. Russell Wilson was a joke at the combine. Everybody ripped him to shreds on his measurables. What's, Last what, I checked, Russell Wilson's doing okay for himself. What's the real difference between if your hand is 8 and 7 eighths inches or 9 and a quarter? The combine's only for like Mel Kuyper and Todd McShay to like do their little, well, here's no. a guy that just he has got his head on a swivel. I just saw him <laughs> run this three-cone drill. And this my guy's God, got a motor. He's left to right, north to south. He can, he can get lateral West on the series. field. <laughs> I love the terms. Chad, welcome to the Joe and Ebo Show. Good morning, boys. What's good? What's good? Hi, Chad. Hey, Chad. Hey, this this call is going out directly to my boy, David Manona. I'm having my Perry Mason moment. Oh, you're going to wipe his butt for him, too, Chad? Oh, yeah. Well, you know, I I know he loves that, so I'm going to hit him on this. So, Joe, your your question as to whether or not that was an example of of uh, karma. karma. I can't that, only think, that, Chad, yes. The the Minister of Health in Iran holding a press conference about the coronavirus when he clearly is infected with the coronavirus, <laughs> like, to me, has right. to be the definition Swag of karma. And so, 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 egghead moment, that's not the definition of karma. That's the definition of irony. Yeah. That's, that's what that is. So, just just for my boy Dave, I'm I'm holding it down because I'm such an egghead. I had to give him that shout out. Karma so, would be like yeah. the the guy making fun of people that got the coronavirus, and then he got and coronavirus. He, yeah. Correct. Okay. Yeah. All right. We'll yeah. call that irony. All right. And as far as the combine, I'm just going to say, that, you know, with with respect to scouting players, and I'm I'm no professional, but I you can play one on the Joe and Ebo show. Right, well, you know, it should be about 95 percent game film and how a player plays in game situations. That's where you can see Russell Wilson can do things that he can't do on a field in a meat market. You know, these guys that get trapped into 40 times and verticals and 
you know, the, the shuffle drills and all that, they are the ones that usually end up getting burned in the draft. So that's my take. I hope you guys have a good one. You the man, Chad. Uh, thank you, Chad. I mean, look, they do it for a reason. The NFL is a very successful league. It's making a lot of money. I'm sure the NFL Network, they're putting this now. How about this? This used to be like on a Tuesday morning. It's now such a big deal. They're putting it in prime time. Yep. So clearly there is a, a marketplace for it. I'm just, again, the Packers are the best example. Is there a crappier, you know, more miserable experience probably than playing football in January? What if the NFC Championship game's in Green Bay next year? The last week of January, it could be 20 below. The, the field could be like concrete. How are you going to simulate that? At the combine, yeah, it's you so can't. Uh, Borderlands Bucks fan on Twitch says the combine is nothing more than the fitness test we all had to do in high school. Oh, PE. What was that? The presidential the presidential fitness, fitness, award. fitness award. Yeah, but I with commentators. That thing. Oh, dude, nothing better than getting out there doing the the reach. You had how far you could reach on the board. With that was legs. a good one. What was that called again? It was sit and reach. reach. Sit and reach, dude. What the sh- a drill! Yeah. The, sh- the shuttle drill, though, dude. When you got those picked up, those little erasers, man. When you did the shuttle drill, I thought I was, you I know, like Bo Jackson drill. back in 1987 running the shuttle. Well, there's drill. always that one kid that could just beast out on the pull-ups. He'd like do like <laughs> 50 of them. And then, and then old little Timmy, who probably had way too many snap fruit packs, was like, I can't even yeah. do one. Little little hubba bubba over there. Cheeto, the, Cheeto's belly is like afraid to take his shirt off. And then you got the one kid who hit puberty when he was nine. Yeah, he's just, just like ripping out <laughs> 20 chin You're like, damn, who is this guy? I think, that, uh, did they outlaw him now on, in schools yeah. for shaming him? Yeah, you'd be I, body mom, shaming people. Mom, wherever you are, it's all in storage somewhere. I want my presidential medals. I have it. There's a certificate. Mom, see if you can find my presidential fitness award from Jefferson Middle School. I want to hang it in the studio. <laughs> I was a beast at the shuttle run, the sit and reach. Oh, dude, the sit and reach. I'm a long, skinny guy, dude. I Don't wasn't the greatest at the pull-ups. Rack the sit and reach. I didn't hit puberty like some other kids fast, so yeah. Just right, fifty I weighed, eight, like I weighed eighty-two pounds when I was a freshman in high school. Think about that. Uh, Jesus. All right, we'll uh, we'll talk. Well nourished. I love. I mean, I'm I'm a very competitive person, as you know. He will probably over the top dorky when it comes to some of these like summer golf things and these events we do. So you know, my my competitive juices are flowing on a beer drinking competition. I mean, who doesn't love beer? And I I I mean. Look, do you think the Joe and Evo nights at Miller or at uh, Miller Park at uh, Warner Park are some of the best events in the oh, summer for the Mallards? They're we throw incredible. out the first pitch every yeah. year. Well, every year except when you didn't. Um, but you made it, it out fun. last year. I'll probably year. do that again. Um, and look, we have that private listener party. I mean, that's because I was too right? busy drinking beer and hanging out with the listeners. <laughs> that's a good point. Yep. Um, Don't regret it. I mean, the, the Mallards do it pretty good with the duck blind. I mean, that well, the there's Mallards not rule. much better than what they do. The duck. There's not much better than the duck blind, right? The duck blind is something that, as a Wisconsinite or a, a Madisonian or surrounding area, you have to do. Like, it's you have to check it off. It's a bucket list thing. Agreed. Do you think it be, could become something like that at Miller Park? Where it I mean, becomes yeah, a totally, bu- yeah, totally could. You uh, just got to do it. Well, we're going to have to do some field research on March 28th. Uh, all right, if you want to weigh in on that, 608-321-1670. So, you know, I, we were talking about, like... It, <laughs> Who who said about the the oh Bruce Arians Nelson is that was the coach Bruce the Buccaneers Arians coach was the quote yeah so what, is, what is do we know like what does Lafleur and Gutekunst say about the combine have they said anything like that are they like all speak. in I mean I know I'm sure Ted Thompson loved it that's what he lived for um what I mean what is Goody and like do we know because like Arians that's pretty I, mean, I can't believe he said that that's brutally honest which is but, good I mean I'm yeah, glad a coach said something I am like glad that. he said it like. Do you guys think the combine? Because again, my, my analogy was for the Packers, the team we root for. I don't care how fast you can run in a straight line in a domed, climate-controlled setting. I want to know when there's a 260-pound maniac running full speed at you, and it's the dead of winter, and you know when you get hit, your whole body's going to ache for a week, and you can't feel your hands down to your bones, and you're willing to run a slant over the middle. That's the that that's the game tape I want. I don't Listen, care what anybody does at the combine. If the combine was the end all, then the Raiders of the nineties would have been in the eighties would be like or the nineties would have been like the cream of the crop. Wouldn't have, didn't Al Davis do everything based on how fast you were at the combine? Uh-huh. If the combine is the end all, then Rashawn Gary would have been an all pro and league MVP. <laughs> you don't know that he's not gonna be yet, Ebo. I'm, he ain't gonna be. Well, I'm just saying, if you fall in love with these numbers. <laughs> about dudes basically running around in spandex on a climate-controlled field with no one else on there, you're going to have a bad time. 
like you said, Miller, give me. I'd rather have the combine in the dead of winter outside in the elements and dudes getting after. Wouldn't that it. be? Would now? Wouldn't that be something? What if that's a great idea, Ebo? Why don't they next year have the? They're talking about having the draft at Lambeau in two years. Screw that. Let's put the combine at Lambeau. In February, let's see how tough these hombres really are. I would are. be down, dude. Now, wouldn't that? No, seriously, Nelson. Wouldn't that be more separate the men from the boys? More real, what's more realistic football? Having the combine in, at Lambeau Field outside in February, or having it in the dome at Lucas Oil Stadium where they can turn the heat up to whatever they need it to be? I don't know if they do this, but I think it's probably more realistic. They would run the NHL combine at Lambeau. <laughs> well, most what are most football stadiums now though? Climate controlled indoors. I, I mean, they want the best I, they numbers they can to, get. Right. They, ne- but I, do you really give a do you really give a crap if some guy jumps like Nelson said this earlier, forty inches or thirty eight inches? No, there's with not a no much one, of a with no one by him or guarding I mean, him, and he's like, in his spandex. Again, this goes back. We were talking about our presidential fitness award. Like, I'm, I'm glad I did it. That's fine. At, at what point in your life do you need to know how far you can, you know, bend over and touch something? Or for an NFL player, how important is it that you can run a three cone drill faster than another guy? Which, by the way, my good friend Jason Suttle still holds the school record at Wisconsin. That boy, Suttle, three cone drill time. What's but Suttle doing? I, I don't. What is that? And I should add, we should, we should, you know, we'll get him in here one of these days this week because he, he was at the combine. What, like, honestly, what does it, what does it mean? Like, I don't, I don't, I mean, I get it. it it's probably I a necessary it, but... evil, but it's just like, my God. I mean, like the stories of Joe Burrow the last two days, it's like, you know, it, it really well, no, you brought is, up a good point you know, yesterday. It, it's totally this. Oh my God. Yeah. Who the hell cares? I don't care how big Joe Burrow's hands are. I want to know, can Joe Burrow, when it's third and eight, and you got 270 pound meat eater that can run a four five forty running you down. Can you stand in the pocket and deliver a dart over the middle? No, I don't care how big hey, your guys hands like that are. can be. Guys like that can be vegan these days. The half, almost the entire Tennessee Titans staff is vegan. Did you guys see that Netflix? I watched it on Sunday. Yeah. dude, your wife might be onto something. And you guys make fun of me all the time for it. Well, I'm still I'm not eating I, a clean. Life. I said I'm not ready to yet, go. Like an entire football team is vegan, and yet I get crapped on. Anyways, you even said you were mad, right? You wanted to get a heart pizza, and you had to make vegan lasagna instead. Those are your words, not mine. Well, it's a thing called comedy. It's a joke, <laughs> and I did enjoy the vegan lasagna. But no, Nelly. Um, what did you say yesterday? That was a good point too. What did John Ross run? A four-two-two in the forty? Yeah, he ran it. Like, what is he fast- doing? Well, we looked it up. The twenty fastest times uh, in the history of the combine—they're like journeyman guys that you never even heard of. Chris Johnson's the one exception. He had a very good NFL career and has the third fastest forty time. But other than that, the top twenty—they're no names. You never even heard of them. So, like, you know, I get what Zach Halpern's saying. Yeah, if Jonathan Taylor runs a four-four or better today. And he weighed in at 226, and he's got all the measurables. It'll help his draft stock. Does it really matter? Isn't it what matters is, can Jonathan Taylor break a tackle in the open field and outrun a cornerback to the end zone or break a tackle from a middle linebacker? Honestly, with That's most, what matters with Jonathan Taylor, not how fast his 40 is today. With most of these guys at most positions, you know what probably should be evaluated the most closely and it's – it probably should be what's between your ears. I was just yeah, I know, yeah, your player, mental health. The Wonderlick. Being a good and player. And the interviews. Well, not, don't, not don't the bring Wonder up Lick. the Wonderlick. The is just something that's for show. It's whatever. No, it's, they, it's actually knowing the game. Yeah, the interviews. The, 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 the behind, when they sit down, and I guess I use Wonderlick as a broad term. I'm, yes, you're right, Nelson. Like, you can, you guys, we're, we've all been around this game long enough, been around pro athletes. You can tell in five minutes. Which one of these guys get it and which one of these guys are morons? I've been in enough pro locker rooms, been to enough press conferences to know that's a cool dude. We've had enough pro enough ex athletes on this show to say that guy gets it or yeah. this guy's a complete moron. Don't you think teams know the same thing when they sit down with one of these prospects? If a dude can't put a sentence together or really di- diagram a play up on the board, do you really want him on your team? Well, I mean, then you go and you throw in the the outliers, though. Brett Favre didn't even know how to read, like, a nickel defense, and he was, like, five that, years in the that's league. That's true. Well, that's See, I think different. with Brett Favre, that was also kind of just comedy. I think deep down he, he really knew what he was doing. Yeah, probably. He, he loves to play it playing all. the country bumpkin. Oh, shucks, I'm a dumb old country boy. He is and wickedly a, smart. I don't believe any of that Brett Favre's smart. stupid. There's, yeah, there's a difference between him saying that with – the terms of nickel and dime and him knowing what he's actually looking at when he's on the field. I'm just talking about overall 
if you know the game of football, the ins and outs, you're going to do well. I think it's that and, honestly, footwork. Because if you have footwork, you can move. It helps with your acceleration. It helps with your quickness. Not just straight line speed. Just Man. footwork in general. I just, like, I, I understand it, and it's probably a necessary evil, and I'm sure there are, you know, I hope, I love Jonathan Taylor. I hope, to Zach's point, if he runs a 4-4-40 today, that it does ensure that he gets drafted in the first round. I just don't know. What does it matter? Well, don't get it twisted, though. You also want a guy that's putting up good numbers. But at the end of the day, it doesn't – it's it's not as – some GMs fall in love with it when you never should be falling in love yeah. with it. Uh, Jerry Jones it's, loves, it's one piece yeah. of a big puzzle. Jerry Jones loves the combine. Al Davis loved the combine. Bill Belichick could care less about it, right? It's I mean, it's that line of thinking. There are – you get caught up in the numbers or do you get caught up in the game tape? 